Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there. Hello again to you. Jan Elbert here, coming to you from Wichita, Kansas, kind of the center of the country. I love that I get to call Wichita home. I've got another episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show podcast for you today, episode 70, getting God's promises out into the wide world and hopefully encouraging people to trust that when God says he'll do something, he really does mean it. And he does. Okay, so, um, you know, when God says will, it means will. And when he, when he says all, it means all. And our God will keep all of his promises to his children whom he loves so very, very much. We are his dearly loved children. And, you know, that's why this podcast exists. That's why I'm here doing what it is that I do. Um, so if you're new to the podcast, that's the that's it in a nutshell. I talk about a promise or a few promises from God's word um, and just hopefully light a fire in the listener and every single listener to, yeah, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Yes, that's for me. Thank you, Jesus. Your promises are true and you are going to keep them all. And when God says he will, he will, he will do what he has said he will do. You know, it really is just so great for me to get to study God's promises and then to talk about them. Um, That's like for me living the dream. And sometimes it's like a bonus. I get to write about God's promises. And sometimes I speak to people and groups about God's promises, about other things. But um, right now I'm doing kind of a little Bible study with a friend. It's not little, I shouldn't say that, a Bible study. It's been every week um, online, like a live Bible study with her group. And we've just been talking about God's promises. I think it's so important in the era we're living in right now to know and believe God's promises, maybe more important than it's ever been. You know, does that make sense? You know, because time is rolling on and things are ramping up and we need to know what God's word says. And in other eras, maybe more um, conservative or however you want to phrase it, eras, people might have known a lot more of God's word. You know, people that weren't playing on their phones or on mom's tablet from the time they're two years old. There just was a little bit of a different different cultural expectation to know the word of God. Uh, We need the word of God. We need it. We need it like oxygen. I've said that before. I'll say it again because it's true. I hope that you are living a blessed life as well, the way that I feel like I am talking about God's promises. Um, And if not, you know what? Um, Pray and ask God to give you kind of a dream hobby because this isn't like a paid job, maybe a dream hobby that you love. And I bet he'll do it. And if it's one that makes an impact for his kingdom, oh my goodness, how great is that? So, okay, we're going to look at Genesis today. Genesis 5, verses 22, 23, and 24. And I'm in the Amplified, and I'm just going to read it to you, and then we'll talk. Enoch, or Enoch, not sure how to pronounce that. Um, Enoch walked in habitual fellowship with God 300 years after the birth of his son, Methuselah. And he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. 
And in reverent fear and obedience, Enoch walked with God, and he was not found among men because God took him away to be with him. Okay. All right, let's let's chat about this. First of all, in case you didn't know, many, many years before Elijah lived, Enoch lived, right? So Genesis is way before um, the King's books in the Old Testament. So, um, you know, and, but Elijah, he didn't die. He was taken to heaven on a chariot of fire. He literally did not die. God just took him to eternity and completely bypassed death. Super cool. And Enoch, all the way back here in Genesis, he also did not die. So you've got two men in all of the Bible who did not die. Just two, Enoch and Elijah, and it's pretty amazing. So, you know, as I was reading this first during my daily Bible reading time earlier this week, I was kind of like, whoa, this is awesome. And I've read it many times before. I love it every time I read it. But but when you see that the result that Enoch received after years of walking in habitual fellowship with God, these are tremendous benefits. And that's what got me excited. Like the promise here can roll over to all of us. It doesn't need to be just something we read and we just, you know, I read it. I checked off my little Bible reading checklist. I did my 15 minutes so quiet time, which by the way, um, I'm not an advocate of just the 15. I'm not. I'm all about as much time as you can spend with the Lord as possible. You know, I want you to read the word of God and for it to be alive to you, to speak to you, to have an impact on your life right where you're at, because the word of God is living and active. So expect it to make a difference. Expect it to have an impact. God wants it to. The Holy Spirit wants it to. So expect it to. Okay, so when I was reading that, did anybody notice how old Enoch was when God took him home? He was 365 years old. So you know, that's not all that elderly for that day and age, that era. You know, his son, his son Methuselah, was the oldest man to ever live, 969 years. So, you know, 365 is like a third of that. So maybe not that elderly for that era. But, you know, we live in time, all of us. Like God created time, days, weeks, months, years, etc. He created that for us. I don't believe that time benefits an infinite God, really. I really don't think it's for him. You know, I think he he created time for us. He's infinite. You know, he's eternal. He always was and always will be, you know, who was and is and is to come, the Alpha Omega, the beginning and the end. I don't know that time is, um, he created it, you know, it's his construct and he created it for us. So we live in, I don't know if that made any sense, but I think you get the drift of what I'm trying to say. We live in years. We live in time. Um, you know, and when we when we live in a year, it lasts 365 days. And so when I read that Enoch lived 365 years, I just was reminded of the 365 days in one of our years that we live in. One year, 365 days. It was like a, just like a reminder. It just made me think about how God wants us to walk with him in habitual fellowship day by day by day and just keep walking until he takes us home. You know, it was such a good reminder for me. One day at a time, walking with Jesus all the way home. Okay, so what does that mean, habitual fellowship? Fellowship is defined as friendly association with others who share one's interests. You know, isn't that really an incredible way to think of your relationship with God? A friendly association you know, like Abraham, you are a friend of God and sharing interests with God. Yeah. Wow. That is what it means to be about the father's business, right? I mean, if I'm sharing interests with him, I have a friendly associate. I'm a friend of God. 
you know, I'm, I'm in habitual fellowship, like every day I spend time with the Lord, I'm going to have a far easier time being about my father's business than if I don't really spend much time with him. Maybe Sunday morning is it. Mm, might go to small group every couple of weeks. You know, that's going to be a different type of thing. That cannot be defined as habitual fellowship. Okay, so in the Greek, um, and yeah, the Genesis verses are from the Old Testament. So the word for, um, you know, it would be, the word for fellowship would be a Hebrew word. But I was reading in a Bible dictionary and I read the Greek word that's found in the New Testament. I thought, oh, that really applies to what we're talking about here today. So I'm going to go ahead and share about the Greek word for fellowship. And when you define it in the biblical sense, it can refer to a jointly contributed gift. It conveys basically the new covenant really beautifully, that New Testament relationship between God and man, where there's no dividing barrier between us. You know, Jesus, um, when Jesus was crucified, the veil to keep people out of the Holy of Holies, the separating barrier was torn from the top to the bottom. The barrier has been removed. So, you know, we have this different kind of a relationship that's like a communion between God and man. And it never was that way before Jesus. And now it is. So now we literally have communion with God Almighty because of Jesus. And what a gift that is. I, I sincerely hope that none of us ever, like not even for one day, never ever take for granted that we can go boldly into the throne room of grace as sons and daughters of God and talk to him. And that is from the book of Hebrews, I think chapter four, ask for things. We can ask him for things. We can walk right up to the throne and ask for things. We can receive things straight from the hand of God, not from God to somebody and to somebody else and somebody else and maybe finally to us. No, just you to God, God to you. The barrier has been removed. Jesus did that. Um, And make no mistake about it. Jesus is God. The Trinity is a real deal. It's three in one. They're all three God. There's no wiggle room on that. Okay, so if that's not your cup of tea, you don't have to keep listening to my podcast. Um, I know that might sound a little... Um, firm to say that. You don't have to keep listening, but it is it is the truth. I believe that the word of God is inerrant and uh, it's kind of a hill I'm going to die on every time. So you get to just go in and ask for things, talk to him boldly, receive things from him. This is the God that hung the stars in the sky and you get to have communion with him. Don't forget that that's such a gift, such a gift. So this is in essence what it means to be in Christ. We have communion with God because we are now in Christ, in a state of deep relationship with him. This isn't surface level. This isn't, um, you know, a mile wide and an inch deep. This is substantial. It would be the opposite of individualism. Okay. This, this is the opposite of individualism. It's companionship, confederacy, familiarity, Okay, so those words, those definitions, they kind of help us know what it looks like to walk in habitual fellowship with God, right? Okay, that's what we're doing. We are focusing on what it means to do what Enoch did, I guess, walk in habitual fellowship with God. How do we do that? I kind of explained that. It's it's about, um, you just got to be close to it. Habitual doesn't happen randomly. You have to make a decision and that's how something becomes habitual. Okay, so do you have a friendly association with the Lord? Do you jointly contribute to that relationship? 
you know, do you listen? Not always just ask, 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 and then run off about your day. But do you listen to what he would say to you? You know, look, being a good listener is a really important piece of any relationship. It's key. You can jointly contribute to a relationship by listening to one another. You know, so of course, this applies to your most important relationship, the one you have with Jesus. When the Holy Spirit says, like, don't do that about something, that's you want to lean in and listen. When you sense the Lord saying, don't drive that way, you want to listen and take the different route when, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Like when he says, um, this would be a good time to do this, to start that project. Yeah, just listen to that. Listen to that. That listening is a key part of every relationship. So we've got to make a decision to make it a key part of our relationship with the Lord. So, uh, you know, tr- I guess it boils down to trust. Trust him enough to take his counsel. Because it's going to be perfect. God's counsel is perfect. It it will never be, it could never be imperfect. So choose to become a good listener. It gets easier the longer you do it, I promise. And it's always so worthwhile. It pays huge dividends to just make sure you are a good listener in your relationships, especially with God. You also jointly contribute to your own personal relationship with the Lord by praising him and thanking him and not just getting things from him, not just receiving. Thank him and praise him. Be a grateful person in the relationship. So are you spending time with him, first of all, like communing with him? That does not mean a couple of minutes. That means communing with him. He's with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 24-7. But do you live like that's actually true? You should. I should. Can you can you make a decision to be much with the Lord, to be so familiar with him that people know you have been with Jesus? In Acts chapter 4, verse 13, it says, I'm going to read the, the New Living Translation, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. You know, Enoch walked in habitual fellowship with his God, his God. It wasn't somebody else's God. This was personal to him. Be habitual. Be a habitual walker with the Lord your God. Let people see that you're an ordinary woman, an ordinary man, an ordinary teenager, an ordinary elementary school student who has been with Jesus. Be much with your God. And I really don't think I'm pushing any boundaries here by saying this. I'm, um, I don't believe I am adding anything to the word of God when I say that the 365 years of Enoch's life reminds me to enjoy my relationship with him 365 days a year. Um, you know, I try to be pretty careful with, with God's word in that way. Like we do not want to add anything to it, but I think we can look at it and be um, reminded of the goodness of God, if that makes sense. Uh, I'm not saying the length of his life means this, or it means that, or has some special meaning that, that, Ooh, look at that. Or I'm into numerology. None of that nonsense. I'm saying it just reminds me to enjoy my personal God every single day and to keep walking with him. And when next year comes around the next 365 days, do the same thing again. Sometimes people will say the word of God means this and they'll add to it. Um, you know, things that God never intended to be there. I really do try not to do that, but I do get excited. So excited about living out my life as a Christ follower and not ever, ever thinking of the Bible as like a dusty book penned a long time ago, 
you know, that doesn't fit in with the life I'm living in this modern era. It does fit. It's the living word. And I am always, always blessed when I expect it to have an impact on my actual day-to-day life. You'll be blessed the same way. Okay, so I'd venture to say that if we would simply walk with the Lord in this habitual fellowship like Enoch did all year long, we would be amazed at where he takes us. Like when you walk somewhere, you end up somewhere. Does that make sense? Like if you walk, you get somewhere. Like unless you're doing the walk at home with Leslie Sandstone, which I really love those. But think about like if you're walking, you're going to get somewhere. So you're walking in habitual fellowship with the Lord. You can expect to look back each at the end of each year and say, I've come a long way with you, Jesus. That's so great. How far can we go in our daily walking with him and fellowshipping with him? How far might he take us? This is more than just like, you know, I said it before. This is more than just that 15 minute quiet time. This is an understanding that God is always ready to fellowship with us. Always. We can and we should talk to him and listen to him all throughout the day. And you wake up in the middle of the night, can't get back to sleep, talk to him, listen to him, fellowship with him then. This is like a continual feast at our father's banqueting table. When would he not be saying to us, come and eat, come and spend time with me? He always will be saying that, always. So even five minutes at some point in your work day, just a little pause, a little lull, right? You get a five minute break, you walk to the coffee machine and back, um, just talk to the Lord, right? Pray, listen to what he would say to you. Uh, praise him. Thank him for what he's doing in your life or someone else's life. And then another minute here and another minute there. These things add up. Those minutes add up to to maybe not a huge sum like hours and hours each day, but they will add up to, you'll be able to see him drawing you closer and closer. They'll add up in that way. And at the end of, you know, just say one year, you're going to be able to look back and see how far you've come as you've daily walked with the Lord your God. Live your life with, with the Lord and do it all day long, every single day. Living in that place of reverent fear and obedience. Why do I say obedience? Well, because Jesus said in John 14, verse 15, if you love him, you would obey him. So if we love him, we're going to obey him. And that word will, it really does mean will. If you love me, you will obey me, he said. So don't say you're going to obey him and then not actually do the thing. Okay, will means will, and it means if he's if you say I'm going to obey you, please do it. So part of the habitual fellowship is habitual obedience. You know why? Because he's God. He's the one who sits enthroned forever. Obey him. This will only improve your fellowship, your relationship with him, your closeness to him. It does not at all, never can, never will detract from it. Obedience brings blessings. Period. By the time our lives come to an end, it's going to be, you know, it, you're going to be blessed at the end, more blessed at the end than the beginning. You, there's going to be this, your life will have done such a, an amazing job of pointing to the Lord day by day by day, just because you are walking in habitual fellowship with him. So much so that it will be a palpable loss, a void when you and I step into eternity. You know, people are actually going to look for what you had, what I had. They're going to start, some people will look for it for themselves. They'll miss it. They'll be curious. They'll look for it. Some people might seek to know the Lord because of the way you walk with him habitually right now. They see it. They see it. They see us walking and obeying day after day. It gets seen. And they may just seek to have some of that for themselves. Would that not be just like the greatest legacy? Yeah, that's an incredible legacy. Think about that. Your habitual walking with the Lord 
it does so much more than just bless you. It goes so much farther. The ripple effect goes on and on. Okay, so you may be curious about what's a promise in this passage, Jan? Okay, it's a good one. It's a big one. It's a whopper of a promise. So one day our good God will simply take us away to be in much, much more than habitual fellowship with him. We get to be in continual, uninterrupted fellowship with the Lord in a place that is incorruptible, eternally. It'll be completely void of sin and death and disease and stress, continual fellowship with him in a perfect new world to be with him forever. Be much with Jesus today as a prepping ground to be fully with him for all of your tomorrows. I'm going to say that one more time. Be much with Jesus today as kind of a prep zone because you're going to be fully with him for all your tomorrows. That's the promise. And isn't it just grand? Isn't that magnificent? It really is. So, okay, that is it for today's episode number 70 of the Ernie show. But I did want to say one more thing. Um, I'm getting ready to dun, 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 take a vacation with my family. I cannot wait. Um, and then uh, daughter moving back to college, dun, 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 halfway across the country. So we're going to go one way halfway across the country for vacation, go another way across the country for her to go to college. And then I have dun, 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 another appointment in Cleveland about my heart. And I um, possibly have something else coming up, hopefully in between that might be at Mayo to help with situations that will, it will impact my heart. So um, if if uh, August is kind of hit and miss for podcast episode releases, that's why I have a lot to do between then and now, and I may not get a bunch of extra podcasts recorded. If I do, praise the Lord. If I don't, I'm just going to trust him that the ones that are already here will be a blessing to anybody who needs to hear them. So um, if you don't get a new release a couple of weeks in August, maybe just go back and listen to one you missed, one that you really enjoyed. Pick one at random and know that God's not ever random. It might just be the one you need to hear at that moment in time. Um, and if you uh, if you would, share this with a friend. Share it on your social media. Tell somebody about it because it's um it's important, guys, that the promises of God are known and that people know they're for them, that people would be encouraged to believe just one more time. Satan is working overtime in this world right now, and people are discouraged. People are, um, they're being like, well, under attack from the evil one. There's a lot going on. People are carrying heavy burdens. Just keep sharing the good news about Jesus with them. And if you're not quite sure how to do that, you can share this podcast. You can say, this might encourage you. This is uh, about God's promises. He loves you. Might want to give it a listen. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. No pressure, but I would really be blessed just to, um, it's not about me. It's just about, I don't, I do this because God says do this. So um, the more people, I want everybody who should hear God's particular promise to them on that particular day to hear it and to never miss out on that opportunity. So I'm doing what I'm not comfortable doing. I'm, I'm doing the ask. I'm asking you to share the podcast. So, all right, please share. That is it for today. Thank you for being here for episode 70. I'll be back for 71 sometime and uh, have a wonderful end of your July, summer 2021. You know, it's almost into August. I still don't feel completely removed from everything that was 2020. I think it just had a really long term, you know, like it has like an 18 month impact to say the least on us. So um, 
if you feel the same way, let's just keep walking forward and believing God for the new things he's going to do. I really have a sense that things are coming. Things are coming in the future. God is on the move. We are not forgotten or abandoned. We are really just like we're on that brink. We're standing there, right there, ready to see amazing things come to pass as God keeps all of his promises to us in the here and now. We will yet see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That is from the book of Psalms. All right, that's it for today. Lord bless you. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.